What up? Welcome back to another episode of the Honeycut Scenario with me, Craig. My weekly or twice weekly podcast where I just talk with you about things that I find interesting so that we can share a little space together. I hope that wherever you are, whenever you are, whatever you are, that you're being good to yourself and that you are engaged in something meaningful. And if not, hopefully you're just chilling. Today's beverage of choice for me, because uh, typically this is a coffee podcast, but today I'm uh, drinking Recess, which is a mood-enhancing magnesium and adaptogen-infused sparkling water. Uh, it means it has like some uh, CBD in it that uh, makes you mellow, and it's good. So me being sober, I like effervescent drinks that uh, have an effect without alcohol. So that's what I'm drinking, Recess. So here's to that. Happy Friday to you. Mm, delicious. And let's dive in. We are expecting a winter storm here on the Outer Banks. It's going to rock the East Coast, the Northeast. Uh, we're expecting a few inches of snow. Hopefully tomorrow. I have a six and a half year old daughter named Vera that is loving the snow when it happens. We don't get it much down here. So when we think it's going to come, it's very special. So fingers crossed for a little bit of snow. And of course, for everybody to be safe in the snow, because I know that Sometimes when these things hit, there's danger involved. So I'm not celebrating danger. I'm celebrating sledding, which is awesome. On to a little bit of music. I am in a band called Everything. I've been in this band for a very long time. We are playing a show in Washington, D.C. at the Hamilton on April the 30th. This is a show that was moved from October due to COVID, and we pushed it into spring keeping our fingers crossed that COVID would have mellowed out enough that we can do a show. I believe that we will be able to do it. We have a great eight-piece band showing up. It's going to be an awesome night. So if you live within a few hours of Washington, D.C., April the 30th, which is a Saturday night, we will be playing at the Hamilton in Washington, D.C. And then that brings us to our topic. Today's topic the title of this podcast is Shoutouts to Abe Lincoln's Moms. I don't know if that's grammatically correct or not, but it sounds fun to say. There's a little backstory as to why I'm bringing this up. So one of the threads that I talk about in this podcast, I'm interested in watching the pace of change in modern life, how fast technology has gone, what's happening in our society What's what? How can you live in peace in the society? Tracking changes, all of that. And I've talked a little bit in some past podcasts just about how fast technology has changed because I work in digital marketing, being in music, constantly in touch with ways to get it out. So it's one of the ways that uh, I can track the pace of technology is through music. Also, just the way that music sounds, right? So I think about that a lot. And then also just kind of human history and like how far we've come, how fast because I feel like a lot of what people are feeling right now is it, it just things are happening so fast, it's hard to track. Like we're all so connected through social media. Our brains haven't been wired for that. And it's just the pace of change versus the pace of evolution. They're kind of, uh, it's the wave patterns are a little bit janky, right? And so I took the uh, New Year, New You challenge through the Daily Stoic. It was a 21-day challenge at the beginning of this year where each morning at 5.30, you got an email with a prompt, something that you should do for the day, something like, hey, do one thing 
that you're afraid of today. Uh, have a health goal. Be specific. You know, some basic things, but across 21 days, it's really nice to do this. And one of the challenges was pick a leader to study for one year. And I thought about it, and I, you know, I didn't have some grand plan. And as I was listening to a Daily Stoic podcast, they were talking about Abraham Lincoln being considered one of the greatest writers of the 19th century. And that's because he wrote his own speeches. He wrote the famous documents that changed humanity. And he gave his life for that privilege. And I thought, well, that's a great place to start because studying a leader who lost his life during such a pivotal time, especially when things are just so chaotic right now, where the the seeds of this stuff has been in this country for a long, long time. So I wanted to study Abraham Lincoln. I said, let's just go ahead and do that. So I watched the movie Lincoln, and I realized that the movie was based on a book called Team of Rivals. And I started to listen to this book, and then some things started to jump out at me. I just was like, oh, that would be great to talk about if I was hanging out with somebody, which is what this podcast is. And the Team of Rivals is about Abraham Lincoln becoming the unlikely president, like he became the unlikely presidential nominee, and the people that he beat were political luminaries of the day, each of whom people kind of thought had a really legitimate shot at being president, some more than others being like, hey, this is the heir apparent to the presidency. So when Abe Lincoln wins, the thing he does is he turns around to the people that he was competing against and said, you guys are brilliant, come work for me, and they accepted And he developed some close relationships as a result and had these brilliant minds around him. So the book is about the parallel tracks of these different brilliant minds, including Abraham Lincoln and Seward, Bates, Chase, and sort of their upbringing. So you get a window into life in the first half of the 1800s. Which is really fascinating because it's only 200 years ago, which is forever ago when you think about it. But in course of human evolution, that's like nothing. And we have powerful computers in our pockets that we can tweet to people on the other side of the planet. Elon Musk is like blasting an electric car into outer space. I mean, and then 200 years ago, people are dying of typhoid. And... The infant mortality is crazy and people are just dying left and right and that adult men didn't live much past 45. And just to kind of, you know, hear about this and that this luminary, Abraham Lincoln, essentially with the help of his mom and his stepmom and his own drive out on the frontier of Indiana, because that was the frontier at the time, that was the edge of development. He taught himself how to read with the help of his moms, and he didn't spend that much time in school. He became a lawyer because he read lawyer books and worked in a law firm or or worked with a lawyer, and he became a lawyer. He didn't go to law school, and I thought, like, well, that's really incredible, and then some other things were thinking about the family dynamics. And what really caught my eye was uh, Bates, I do believe is his last name. I forget his first name, but he was one of the, the rivals. And he had a wife and she had 17 kids across 32 years. Like I was shocked to hear that. 
So Abe Lincoln's mom, Nancy Lincoln, she had three children, one who died in infancy, one who died when she was 21, and then there was Abe Lincoln. Now, Nancy Lincoln died when Abraham was nine years old. So Abraham Lincoln lost a brother, he lost a sister, and he lost his mom relatively early in life. So there's a lot of death. And what's crazy is is that Nancy Lincoln died of milk sickness. So it's like, what is milk sickness? So milk sickness uh, was a thing that happened uh, when cows would eat white snake root, which has a toxin that goes through them that if you drink the milk, it'll kill you. So a bunch of people are dying from milk sickness. There's also some some researchers said maybe she died of consumption, uh, but uh, the prevailing kind of vibe I was catching was that she died of milk sickness, which is like crazy. You drink milk and you die, and then everybody's dying around you, and people don't live that long. And like Abe Lincoln is like teaching himself how to read, which is amazing, right? It's like talk about like drive. But the thing is about the shout out to Abe Lincoln's moms is that Abe Lincoln's father, they had a farm. His father apparently wasn't super ambitious. And so Nancy Lincoln was living with a not necessarily ambitious husband. They're like dirt farmers. And she has a powerful intellect. As a homemaker, she has a powerful intellect. And she recognizes that Abe Lincoln is bright. And so she starts to foster his curiosity in reading. So she's credited with getting him started towards learning his letters. And then when she dies, old Thomas Lincoln, is that his dad? Is that the dad's name? I think it's Thomas Lincoln. I I could be wrong on that. But old Thomas Lincoln goes and marries Sarah Johnston, who becomes Sarah Lincoln. And she moves into the family farm there in Indiana. And she gets the place tight so it's not like dirt floors. And she also recognizes that Abe Lincoln is really smart. So she leans into that and totally nurtures it. And they think that Sarah Lincoln, the stepmom, was most likely illiterate. So this illiterate woman takes on a stepkid and encourages him to keep going down the path. And Abe Lincoln was very fond of her, and he took care of her later in life. She had a 40-acre property that he kept up. Uh, And so there was that bond there. And so Abraham Lincoln, as the frontier is expanding, as things were rough, right? Like life was rough. These women fostered that drive to learn. As a matter of fact, they were saying that Abe Lincoln liked to read and write so much that he would read books, and they were hard to get. It wasn't like they were just laying around. You had to go get books. They were hard to come by. He wanted to memorize passages, so he had a piece of wood that he would read, and then he would write passages down so he would memorize them. And when he would fill this piece of wood up with his writing, he would scrape the wood and then use the board again until he got paper, which is a crazy thing to think about, right? That's a serious desire to learn how to read. And so these Two mothers that he had, these two women at a pivotal time when, like, having a ton of kids who were dying, living 
on the frontier holding it down and finding those gems of genius in people like Abraham Lincoln to foster that. I mean, that's just serious shout-out territory. So, shout-outs to Abe Lincoln's moms. And you can read more about this in Team of Rivals. Uh, I'm just going based on what I remember and what I've read. There's a ton of information about this, about Nancy Lincoln, about Sarah Lincoln, obviously a ton about Abe Lincoln. But I just find sometimes these people that we take for granted, these luminaries, and especially right now as there's so much upheaval, to go back and look at a luminary and study and to get context around it, I find to be very helpful because it's easy to take for granted that we have what we have and somehow the world is in a terrible place. But it's like, you're not dying super young. You didn't have, you know, two or three siblings who didn't make it past 20. I mean, some people do, but it's way, way less. Most likely not dying of typhoid. You're not dying of smallpox and you're not dying of milk sickness. So here's to progress and here's to Abe Lincoln's moms and to the mother's who are crushing it on behalf of your families.